Yeah, uh, that would be actually pretty. Uh, be an interesting plot line for sure. All right, let's do this. Welcome say, back, Xbox every- Live Gold. Free games were made 2012, <laughs> 2022. Was someone talking? <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the adapted 86th episode of the Non Player Character Podcast, a video game podcast with. Character, I am your silver screen NPC, Paul, and it is an absolute pleasure to have this person back on the show. That's right. He is the super dope Dragon Ball live action friend that we've all been waiting for. How's it going, Kyle? Hey, what's up, NPC listeners and the gang in general? Thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's been a long time. How have you been? You know, just living in the world of being an angry Dragon Ball fan with a podcast that is supposed to revolve around Dragon Ball, but, you know, not a ton of stuff to talk about at any given time. So, you know, living the dream, I guess. Right, right. I hear there's a movie? Yeah. Yeah, people aren't too happy about it, actually. Uh <laughs> It's called Dragon Ball Super Superhero, uh, arguably the dumbest title for a movie. Wait, uh, uh, is, is that two supers? Yes, sir. It's oh, Dragon Ball Super. That's the name of the series. Uh-huh. And then the name of the movie is Superhero. Them. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> when will they learn? That's, that's well, pretty good. Not only do they have this atrocious name for this movie, they're also adapting a very controversial uh, CGI computer in computer animated style, uh, very akin to like what we see in a lot of cutscenes and video games, in my opinion. Yep. Um, that's just the more economically feasible route for them to go, I guess. And yep. I personally don't care. I imagine there will be a return to form at a certain point and they'll get away from this. But in the meantime, there's a lot of fans like very upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard about that uh, particular controversy. But uh, Kyle, it is fantastic to have you back on the show and we can't wait to talk to you today. Thank you. Also, of course, on the show, you already heard his voice. He kind of, you know, just blew his load on that one. The one game that we all want to see a movie of, it's Kent. How's it going, Kent? Uh, it's going pretty well. I, yeah, I kind of exposed myself as a as a member on this episode, but, you know, whatever. It kind of blew my load early, like a lot of these uh, game movies will do. Right. I mean, I haven't introduced the topic because uh, I do that after the intros. You kind of blew the load on that as well. You know, it's, Jesus it's Christ, very man. meta. It's very meta, right? <laughs> I hear you. Fi- I've, I hear you finished a game. What game was that? I uh, finished Elden Ring. Wow. Uh, I platinumed it. So extra hey, finish. Hey, that's a super finish. Uh, yeah, it's a major finish. Yeah, uh, congratulations. Per- Thank you. It's it was uh it was pretty complete content complete. It was it was fun. Uh, it ended kind of weak, okay. mo- you know, pretty weakly, just like a lot of these other uh game movies do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's I'm just true. gonna keep dropping just, it. I, I hate it. <laughs> Dude, I hate they it. read the title. Come on. <laughs> It's right there. In front of We're the moving first, on, Kent. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the other NPC we're all waiting to hear from and actually following the rules of the podcast, the video game adaptation of your favorite anime, Leonard. How is it going, Leonard? Meep. 
Uh, I think you've done that on uh, almost every episode for like. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Let me do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does that weird stuff to you guys too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I have born weird. I have Leonard on my show once a month to cover the latest Dragon Ball Super chapter pretty much every month for the last, I don't know, well over a year now. But every time I do like the GB, how you doing, dude? He's like, I'm here. And I'm like, what the hell's your problem, man? But he just gives you guys a meat. That sucks. Well, if you you just don't give too much attention to it, it kind of goes away. Just like how most people handle their problems. Ignore it and hope it kind of goes away on its own and leonard Amen. leonard really brings it during the news section because he has his oh, God. The news section that we will uh uh get to eventually uh but of course if kent's uh dropping of the hints uh weren't enough today we of course are going to be talking about movie adaptations and video game adaptations of movies and such and anime and tv and such it's uh it's gonna be a fun one guys we're gonna talk about good ones and we're gonna talk about bad ones and we're gonna have fun but first we're gonna do what we do every single episode leonard i want to know what have you been playing uh well first of all uh can something like to say uh i'm like depression i'm just there you don't want me there but i'm there and uh i have been playing elden ring i'm actually enjoying it very much Uh, i'm taking my time of course i'm suffering now because i'm playing one of the hardest bosses in the game in my own opinion and that boss Melania. Yeah, dude. Rip. Yeah, it's not fun. But I've also been playing. Uh, actually, I think that's all I've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. Elden Ring, uh, from what I hear, because I'm never going to play that game, uh, is a time sink. And uh, yeah, some people love it and some people hate it and some people don't play it like me. But I'm glad you're having fun, Leonard. Thanks. Are you going to platinum it like uh, Kent here did? Hell no. Ha! <laughs> I ain't got the patience, the time, the energy, or anything, but I always have the patient time and energy to annoy all you guys. We appreciate it every single time. <laughs> Kyle, what about you? What have you been playing? So I know I can say this confidently, I guess. Normally I'd be a little like uh, reserved and like, because it's a mobile game. I play a mobile game. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, all right, see, thank you. And I know that you guys recently did a mobile game episode with uh, my friend Hayden from Dokkan Wen. So, yeah. you know, if your listeners haven't listened to that, go check that one out. Right. But pure podcaster that- right there. Pure podcaster. I love you, Kyle. Yeah, that's what I'm here for, man. But uh, I actually, yeah, I am a former Dokkan player. I haven't played it in about probably two and a half, three years. I moved on to a game called Marvel Strike Force. Uh, any of you guys played that game at all? No. I've heard it of it. Once I have deleted it. it. Yeah, you're probably smart to have deleted it, if we're being honest. Like, uh, you know, they really focus hard on, like, the social aspect of it and, like, building a proper alliance and a guild. And, like, it's a team of 24 people. So you do build, like, some good friendships in some cases, but you s- semi, like, feel responsible uh, to these people to, like log in into your daily right. BS, like your raids and your daily blitzes and your daily arena battles and all this stuff. So like I'm, I'm at this weird point in the game where like, it's, it's so obviously a cash grab as most mobile games are, but like, they're just being like really abhorrent about it. And it, it's just like, what am I doing with my time? But like, also like, I like the guys I'm playing with in two good. and a half years. I don't want to bail on them, let them down. So 
have this weird love hate relationship with the game, but I'm still playing it every day. Well, there you go. I mean, if you can make friends on the game, even though you hate it, I remember back in the EverQuest days, a lot of the same sentiments were coming out of my mouth too. Yeah. I mean, it's just a pay to play kind of thing. And it can get real frustrating if like you're not up to date with the latest meta characters and the latest meta uh, teams or whatever, but I don't know. I, I hate it more every day. The company, uh, Scopely, I, <laughs> you can cut it out whenever you want. That'd be great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm playing lately, unfortunately. And it looks like my uh, my best friend in the whole wide world, Rayshon, may have just shown up. I don't know if this was planned or not. Uh, I did not know about it. Here he is. Rayshon, are Rayshon. you here? Can you hear us? Yeah, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? I'm sorry for just cutting in right here. That's, that's all right. Good video games, Rayshon? <laughs> video game? Oh, I, yeah, I'm not a big video game person per se but any video games i've been playing lately i played ninja storms yesterday i was kicking some ass at that because you know had some little um cousins come over talking shit so i had to put them in their place <laughs> i mean as long oh. as you can beat your little cousins uh uh that's all that matters like you don't need to play video games every day as long as when the chips are down when you need to do it you can you can throw down <laughs> Perfectly said, Paul. <laughs> I mean, it, it's that's what it is for real. Because you always gotta show, you gotta show them right. balls. You gotta let them know, like you know, just because you guys got these new systems, they all follow the same blueprint. Right. You know, like don't don't overthink it. Don't think because I'm a little bit older, I can't throw down. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, winning in Mario Kart is a testament. Uh, not to how good you are at video games, but how much you need to win. So yeah, that's yeah. pride right there. You 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 play for pride with Mario Kart. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Destroys I've lost family members because of that game. <laughs> <laughs> Destroys lives. Well, Rayshon, it is fantastic to hear your voice. I'm sorry I didn't get you in the intro, but uh, uh, next time you're on for sure, we can uh, we can get you in the in- intro. Tell me though, uh, you're on uh, the Super Dope Podcast. I'm assuming. Oh, I just come on there every once in a while and talk. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the other guys. Shut up, man. All right, listen, listen. Uh, Once a month, we do our manga coverage because that is like the one and only time that we have new material to cover. Right. So I bring on people who are passionate about it. See Leonard and Rayshon. Rayshon does have his own show, though, called the Rayshon Gatson Anime Podcast, or R Gap for short. We started collaborating probably about a year ago. And, uh, yeah, me, him, and GB, Leonard, I forget what we're calling him right now, but we, uh, I think we got a good little thing going on these manga reviews. Maybe that's just me, though. Oh, GB on? I, I haven't even heard him. I'm here. He's oh, always here. Oh, just vibing. Don't sound so happy about it, goddamn. <laughs> he's, like, he's like a whole different black guy on this show. <laughs> Hey, you guys haven't accused me of slavery stuff one time yet. This is great. This is a nice change of pace for me. <laughs> yeah, Leonard hasn't done that here yet. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I was going to say what I was playing, uh, and actually it's a little bit surprising. It's No Man's Sky. Um, I know that that game came out in 2017, and uh, maybe it's a little... Uh, telling that the only two games I've played recently are uh, quite old and uh, some would say dead, but uh, No Man's Sky has actually been a whole lot of fun. They've added a whole lot of content and fixed a lot of things that were the problem uh, back when that game was forced out the door by Sony. Um, so I, I'm having fun. 
it's it's something to play uh, while I'm listening to other podcasts or something. Because uh, it, it's it's not it's not a very cerebral game. I don't have to think very hard when I play it. I just kind of go, uh, and yeah, it's fine. Spaceship go burr. Yep. Big ship go burr. And that is where we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we have some news for everyone because the video game news doesn't end when the podcast is turned off. It usually continues for weeks and we don't cover most of it. General, he's here. Good. Show him in. What's happening? Where am I? That's not important, son. You need to listen very closely because we don't have a lot of time. Are you the one they call Turd Muncher 6969? Yeah, that's my gamer time. General, 60 seconds. Damn it. Listen closely, son. I don't have time to repeat myself. In 56 seconds, our window closes and we won't get another shot like this ever again, so we need to make it count. A very dangerous man named Al-Qaeed de Isis will be entering his armored vehicle in... 52 seconds, sir. Damn it. 51 seconds. We need to take him out, but there's a problem. Wait, what are you asking me about? Damn it, Turd Muncher 6969. This is too important for your constant insubordination. We need you focused. 45 seconds, General. Damn it. Listen, we have a sniper rifle set up on a tripod 90 meters away from our target in a concealed vantage point. But there's a problem. Our target will be moving farther than we had anticipated, so we'll need to raise the tripod five meters higher, but only for a moment. 40 seconds. Damn it. After we move the tripod higher, we'll have a clean shot. But there's a problem. Um... Our optics on the sniper rifle is completely obscured by sand from a recent sandstorm and is completely non-operational. So we won't have the benefit of a scope on the rifle. We'll need to shoot without it. Okay. Damn it, Turd Muncher 6969. Do you understand me? Yes, but my name is... Good. 30 seconds, sir. Damn it. So, once we've jumped the rifle from its current position, and without the use of a sniper scope, we'll have a clean shot at our target. But there's a problem. Our tripod is spinning at two rotations a second because Jenkins foobarred the repositioning software. So the rifle is spinning as well. This means that any shot we take will have to be done without the aid of a sniper scope, jumping five meters from the ground and spinning 360 degrees. This is where you come in, Turd Muncher 6969. 25 seconds. Damn it! Wait, are you serious? Listen, son. I know this is a lot to put on a kid, but there's a time when a boy needs to become a man. When their country calls for them, and they need to answer. When you need to perform a nearly impossible task without failing, or we will disavow ever having this conversation and put you in prison for treason. This is one of those moments. 20 seconds. Damn. It. We picked you, Turd Muncher 6969, because you are the only one in the world capable of performing this very specific operation. We've seen your work. We know you can do it. 15 seconds. Damn it. So wait. Are you saying I need to shoot someone? Yes. With a sniper rifle? Yes. Without a sniper scope? Yes. While jumping? Yes. And spinning 360 degrees? 10 seconds. Damn it, yes. That's a 360 no scope. Call it whatever you want, son, but your country needs you. Can you do it? General, you called the right gamer. And that's how it happened, guys. Best sniper in Call of Duty, right here. No way! No way! Man. 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 Man.
stupid, bro. Welcome back, everybody, and it's time for news. Leonard, we always start with you because, well, it's most fun to start with you. So tell me, what kind of news do you have for us this week? Nintendo news. Oh, man, you're not going to do it in front of the Super Dope guys? I mean, I guess I could. You got to do it in front of the Super Dope guys. Don't be ashamed. Be yourself. Nintendo news. So good. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, I see why you kept it to yourself now. Okay. (laughs) I hear hear Rachel laughing. (laughs) So. All right, so. What 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 kind what, what kind of Nintendo news do you have for us? Huh? Something interesting? Something cool? Something new coming down? Um, so Wii Sports that was ported to the Switch, but with better graphics and probably not probably just a decent a decent netcode, uh, finally came out to the Switch. Yes, yes, it finally did, and it's getting pretty good reviews, uh, except for the soccer. Uh, apparently, the soccer is really really bad. Yep, but uh, you know. Uh, they have a leg strap that you have to get through the physical version. They don't have an online version of that. Uh, and you you strap it to your thigh uh, and attempt to kick in your giant living room, I guess. Uh, and it, it just does not work. It's it, it fails on every attempt. I'd probably kick my shoe clean off my body if right I tried to play that game. Straight into your flat screen every single time. Yes. Uh, but, you know, badminton's there, tennis, bowling. Uh, uh, there's no boxing, which a lot of people were kind of pissed about. Cause like boxing was stupid fun back, uh, back in the day, but you know, whatever. It's what I like to call the pussification of America, Paul. I don't <laughs> want us boxing in the Wii sports no more. And I, per, for one, I'm going to take this to Congress for new legislation. <laughs> I had to get rid of my Wii. I was too competitive. I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> Mario Kart, Mario Party, those kinds of games, it'll do Man. that to you. It'll do that to you. I, I not a party. losing. <laughs> uh, Leonard, anything else from the Nintendo side of the video game industry? Um, I'm actually going to pass it off to a friendly NPC, the one that is the wisest of them all, who is younger, smarter, bolder, and faster. Kent. Well, you really hot me up there. I don't know if I can match that, but thank you. <laughs> Um, well, uh, two two major things have happened with uh, release dates. Mm. Uh, one, Splatoon uh, is getting a September release date. The game that is actively the game that is actively working against colorblind people. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, at least it, it has two colors, and they seem to learn from the first one, and they're very different colors. That's so true. I think it works. Yeah, I'm still as, as one colorblind one. person to another. I think it works. You can quote me. Put down the back of the box. I think it works. I think it works. <laughs> so, yeah, September 9th release date. Um, and something you don't really see much happening. Uh, we got a release date for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yes. And it actually got pushed up to July 29th. So okay. It was originally going to be, I think, mid-August, mid to late August. Right, right. So... Uh, Kent, as as our resident uh, video game maker, um, how, why would this happen? I'm, uh, I'm not I'm not went. saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying like usually this is n- not happening. It happens with movies every now and then. Yeah, I um I think it's it's a few things. They probably went gold a long time ago. I don't think they publicly said when they went gold. 
And for those uh, that don't know, gold just means uh, it's content complete, has everything done, um, and they're ready to ship it out. Usually, it used to mean it's ready to be sent to disk. Uh, like you could, they could start printing it, but that doesn't really mean anything anymore. So it just means it's it's pretty much done, uh, and they're ready to ship it out to people. Uh, another thing that probably is a factor is they're uh, actually uh, supporting it. They they believe in their products. I mean, Xenoblade is a pretty popular series. They know it will probably do well, so there's no reason to like hype it up and delay it any further. And then the other thing, it's it's summer. You probably want people to be playing it during their summer breaks. Um, it's not like it was going to hit like a holiday date and then they needed they pushed it to like a weird day. Right. Uh, it just makes sense to have it available earlier in the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, pretty smart. It, um, it and if anything, it hypes people up more. For sure. It, it definitely hypes people up more being able to be like, you know, they, they can cross out the old date and put in the new date, all that stuff. Um, I was I was concerned that it had something to do with another release that might have gone at the same time. Um, and they, you know, they didn't want to step on its toes like EA does with Titanfall every time a Titanfall comes out. Uh but, uh, you know, an August release was a, was already kind of an odd one. So to bring it up is, is a good idea. I love it. I'm not a big Xenoblade fan, but uh, good for them. And it kind of, if you want to get speculative, you could always think that, well, it seems that they want to give the attention uh, of July to Xenoblade. So that means maybe we're going to be getting a direct in August that will drop maybe a breath of the wild release date or something. Usually Nintendo works like that. So right. Right. I guess right. time will tell time. Time. will I definitely so. tell. Uh, yeah, we all do. Cause an- another breath of the wild is a needed thing for the switch. So Kent, I hear that something was going on in VR. Can you let me know what that is? Well, kind of, I can't tell you <laughs> much about VR. Um, because you don't, you don't know PSVR two is delayed. Right, right. I, I was I was going to make you the like segment leader for VR. Like you, you were going to have like a VR uh, sound bite and and theme song. Should should I not do that? That would be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, my own segment. Finally, my own segment. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Finally, giving you what you. Uh, have wanted for so long is your own segment. You need <laughs> actually, me to come up with some theme music for you, Kent. I can do that. Oh, that'd be awesome. Let's do that Kent right now. That's beautiful. Um, and that I don't will even be think it his needs song. To be touched up. I think you could just get that raw audio and just play it, yeah. even when. <laughs> For posterity's sake, too. Absolutely, we'll do that. <laughs> Thank uh, you for that. Um, but actually, uh, it's it is not about VR though. It's about VRR. Oh, which is a little something different. Um, that's I'm going to get really nerdy for you. So if you if you don't care, you can probably just kind of skip ahead. But Wait, before uh, you get nerdy, does that mean I have to make a new song now? No, no, I love the VR segment. A, I think a Paul second R. VR. Mm. This is oh. this is something just technical, but I, I like okay. the VR thing, so we're gonna keep that. Um, Can't the VR guy? Well, there you go. I <laughs> so mean, good. you should really That's be the able outro. To like, it's commercial. so good. It's so good. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> jingle writer extraordinaire. 
Exactly. So, uh, Kent, what the fuck is VRR? Uh, so it stands for variable refresh rate. Um, and it is something that is actually very, very interesting technology. Uh, something that Xbox has actually had since launch, uh, which is a big up compared to the PS5. Wow. Uh, Series X, by the way. Yeah. Um, basically, in layman's terms, it can get your TV or monitor that supports VRR and make it so uh, your monitor slash TV is synced up with your console and it has a direct communication between uh, display and its frame rate. So what that means is you can get less screen tearing, um, quicker response time, uh, in, improved textures, actually, uh, better frame rates, all that stuff. Uh, it's it's pretty neat tech. Uh, you've probably heard, if you're uh, a PC player, you've probably heard of it, especially uh, places or companies like GeForce have what they call G-Sync, which is just a fancy name of calling VRR. Uh, but it got integrated into PS5. It's only for PS5 games, but what's interesting is a lot of companies that released PS5 games have updated their titles to allow you to use VRR. Um, I know Spider-Man, all the Insomniac games for PS5 have gone the patch. Uh, Devil May Cry 5, which is an amazing game. Please go play it, people, if you haven't uh, got this patch as well. Uh, and there's more to come as time progresses. That's, um, that is really good news. I mean, it, it, it's sad that it's taken almost two years. Well, yeah, two years, uh, for, uh, PlayStation to catch up on that. Um, oh, yeah. but the fact that they did and, and they're, uh, you know, still supporting it and they're getting their games, uh, to, to support it. It's that's good news. That's good news. Cause we all know that we are PlayStation fanboys here, uh, on the show. Uh, so yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, glad to see it. Sony. Essentially it's like having like a PS five pro, but just, patched into your existing console which without is, having to buy a whole new model which, which is, is really in nice. and of itself kind of amazing yeah yeah although the catch to this is it only works for ps5 games and you need to have a compatible hdr tv or monitor right and usually those are a little bit more on the expensive side so this is still like a, a selected group of people will be able to enjoy it but it's still pretty cool that uh they dropped it and it was uh, server side too. You didn't even need a, a client patch, so you, so you didn't have to download anything. That's it just kind of nice. popped up in your uh, settings. That's pretty nice. Now they should give us uh, extended storage. Um, yep. So and themes, please. And themes, my god. Uh, so kind of on that, I actually just uh, was reminded uh, of something when you went all nerdy, Kent. Um, Unreal Five just came out. Oh yeah. And if uh, if the listener, if the super dope guys don't know check out videos on unreal five. This will change video games going forward. Period. Most games, uh, I, I'm going to say 60% of games, um, are made with unreal four. And now that unreal five is out, uh, and compatible with unreal four, uh, the visuals and, uh, the limitations of video games are going to go off the charts. It's going to be amazing. Uh, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, at the same time, fuck Epic, fuck Epic. Yeah. I fucking hate Epic. Yeah. They can suck my balls. They can suck my, yes. Thank you, Kyle. (laughs) 
I think most of us here, though, maybe except for Paul, will agree that uh, us anime fans won't be seeing any advantage, though, for anime games. Because, goddamn, these anime games never use new uh, engines. They keep using their same dusty, crusty-ass engines from decades ago. <laughs> Imagine a Dragon Ball game in on. Unreal Engine 5. Mm. I can't. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I want to see what people can do with this. Um, somebody actually, I would like to just see, yeah, an anime game that looks like the anime. Oh yeah, that'd be nice. I think that would change my whole view of games. That's always been my biggest complaint with anime games. Like you play them, and it's like this doesn't feel nothing like the anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know. I don't watch a lot of anime, but uh, I do understand the sentiment for sure. Um, So the one buried the lead that I had today, uh, it's it's small. It's also very funny. Uh, Anybody remember back, back, back in the halcyon days of going out places to conventions? (sighs) Anyway. Uh, Blizzard had one of those said conventions once, and uh, during that convention, they announced a game, a Diablo spinoff for mobile, and everyone thought they were kidding, but they weren't. And also, uh, the infamous phrase, don't you guys have phones, was uttered for the first time. This game, Diablo Immortal... Uh, was a game designed for mobile and now is uh, actually coming to PC as well because they say they are listening to their fans and that is a funny excuse to me. Yeah. Uh, Leonard. PR speak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Leonard, uh, do you plan on getting this uh, particular Diablo game? Nope. Never played any. <laughs> You're not missing much. Uh <laughs> Kent, uh, are you uh, picking up this uh, mobile game that is now a PC game? Uh, probably, absolutely not. But I'm sure I have a few friends in my Steam list that will be playing it. I may watch them play for a bit, but eh. uh, like I mean, you said, I probably won't be missing much. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you now, it has microtransactions. Kyle, it has microtransactions. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. You've got my attention fully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably won't play this game only because like I, I've never played any Diablo games. Uh, my best friend growing up uh, was a huge Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 fan. So like I'm sure I'll hear about it at least by proxy, you know, through him. But uh, right. wasn't this the same game that was announced and like they like literally booed at the announcement yes. at the convention, right? Yes, they yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I heard about this not too long ago, actually. I think maybe I heard about this news earlier in the week from one of like the YouTube channels I cover or something. And yeah, they broke this down a little bit more about how it was just so famously like not in the spirit of what this series is about. And even if they are bringing it to PC, like if, if it's built with the idea of a mobile game in mind, is it is the UI for the game on mobile gonna translate well to the UI on on oh. the PC or is it gonna oh, be the I'm, same? Is it gonna be overly simplified? I'm like, sure, Kyle, it's a it's just a one-to-one translation. They they just ported the mo- mobile game to PC straight up. I doubt they did <laughs> much at all. I feel like it's gonna be super tiny because oh, yeah. uh it's gonna be big for mobile, but we're going to have there's like 4k resolutions right and they're going to have to do that and a lot of 
these companies do is they make it 4K, but then they don't scale the textures or the text. So it's just super goddamn tiny on the screen. <laughs> yep. So uh, I just thought it was funny, uh, considering that, uh, you know, Overwatch 2. I was actually data. planning on getting the game. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, you're looking forward to the Diablo uh, Immortal there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Have you have you played uh, other Diablo games? No, I haven't. But you guys made this one sound kind of interesting. So I was like, I want to get it. Then you guys were like, don't get it. Then I'm like, uh. No, by all means, it's, it's like free. You're not actually hurting yourself getting it. Yeah. But okay. as as like a like from a, a enthusiast, it's just it's just a weird move. Yeah. But by all means, get yeah. in play. It. And if you enjoy it, more power to you. I enjoy so many games that other people don't like. So same here. Don't let us tell you. Yeah. Anything. Don't let us tell. Like, if you want to get this game for sure, get this game. I'll okay. talk shit on you, Rayshon. I'll make fun of you every day. Get this game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow i just played that dragon ball game yesterday so i mean i'm up for new experiences there we go there we go and if you like it then maybe you can play the actual games like the numbered versions and other games like it sometimes it's cool those to free get out for huh are those free too or no 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 but it could be just uh, imagine me playing those that's a good point though kent like they, maybe this mobile game maybe that's what they're hopeful for like it could be a gateway to them being like a more general diablo fan wanting to go back and play those old games you're certainly yeah. not wrong you're certainly not wrong considering that uh the remake of uh diablo one uh recently came out and diablo 4 is coming out at some point in the future pretty soon we think are they gonna do two and three first or uh they (laughs) they already they already uh those two games are already out um three is an incredibly popular game for still for some reason um but uh yeah i i i do think that they're trying to bank on uh the popularity of uh the upcoming deal instead of creating new a new game a new something we're just gonna remake the old shit and we're just gonna resell it like it's new shit oh like, yeah what the fuck oh yeah I hate, I hate this whole new generation of doing this shit <laughs> yeah yeah they've, they've been doing this in the video game industry for quite some time now and uh we're uh a little sick of it sometimes if they do it right they do it right if they do it wrong we hate it then they add remaster to it then you'd be like oh, what, what what does that really mean you gotta fix the images did that add anything new you know what i mean yeah yeah they don't add new much often at all and it sucks and we hate that but um ray sean if i got a question for you yeah how do you think fans will react if they did like say they remastered the first game but then they changed the ending do you think fans would go well with that i really don't i don't think they'd like that and uh actually during the uh uh the topic uh, of adaptations that we have going on. I have some uh, harsh criticisms about that exact topic, Rayshon. And uh, mm-hmm. before we go to break, I will say, Rayshon, if you do play that game, please come back onto the show and tell us how fucking wrong we are uh, and tell us how fun the game is. And uh, Both staff, both staff. 
I would love to come back and tell you guys how fucking wrong you guys were going to be. <laughs> we love to hear it. Sponsored by Blizzard Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Blizzard. So yeah, we, we go downhill for that. <laughs> we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the topic of the week. And that, of course, is adaptations. Video game movies, movie video games, anime movies, anime video games. It's going to be fun. Shut up. I'm so bored. There's nothing to do. Why don't we play a game? Sure. How about Call of Duty Modern Warfare? No, I always get called a squeaker. Fortnite? Nah, Fortnite's boring. How about Grand Theft Auto 5? Mom says I can't play that game. I got just the thing. Whoa! Need for Speed, the Yeet. Where this time you can yeet your car across the whole world from just one drift. You can yeet through buildings. Bang into other cars. You can even go underwater. And coming this summer, you can get the DLC to go into outer space. Say again, please. Houston, we have a... The story is the best ever in Need for Speed history. Johnny, we have to go 100 miles in about 2.5 seconds to jump over that oddly placed train. How are we going to do it? And this time as a GameStop exclusive. You get the legendary Master Yeet with two Yeet spray paints and get Yeet Nitrous in the beginning of the game. Need for Speed, the Yeet. Whoa! Welcome back, everybody, and it's time for the topic of the week, and of course that topic is adaptations. Video game adaptations, movie adaptations of video games. It's it's a weird world that we have lived in uh, since the, well, uh, mid-90s, when video games started making movies and movies started making video games of each other. Um, we have some gems, like Mortal Kombat. Uh, I really liked the Tomb Raider one, even though a lot of people didn't. It was, it was pretty good. Uh, and we have some duds like, uh, oh, uh, Kyle, there was, there was one that reminded me of you. Uh, was it the Dennis Hopper Super Mario's Burrow movie? <laughs> that, uh, that specifically because you're from New York. Yes. Uh, no, I'm not from New York. I'm from Rhode Island. We're two different places. Okay. I, well on the map, are same you? same difference? Um, and, uh, no, the, the one that I was thinking of was, I think it was like dragon ball, just simply called dragon ball. Evolution? Uh, evolution. evolution. Rayshon, thank you so much for reminding me. Evolution. No. <laughs> that shit should burn in hell. No. White Goku okay, doesn't actually, do it for you? <laughs> I, I actually oh, watch man. that movie usually once a year. Really? Usually around, Saint, um, usually around April Fool's Day. I didn't watch it this year, but yeah. Uh, I bought it one day for in the $5 bin at Walmart thinking to myself, how bad could it, could it really be? Like I knew how bad the reputation was, but I was like five bucks is five bucks. Who cares? Yeah. Brought it home, got sick, threw up, took it out the DVD player, never played it again. I was also coincidentally sick with a stomach bug for like three days that week, mm -hmm. but 
I blame Dragon Ball Evolution for kicking it off. No, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and Rayshon, you're not a fan either? Bro, that shit is just... It's just... Like, where's the passion at? To me, it's like... It's just like... If, if there was like a super villain, right? And they just hated Dragon Ball, but they had to make a movie <laughs> about the shit. And it's just like... There was no love for Dragon Ball any anywhere in that movie. It's just... It's just I don't even see how it made it to actually the theaters. Like any people who tested like um watched that and was like, oh yes, this is Dragon Ball. I can I can clearly see where they were going with this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It uh it's almost as bad as the last avatar, but mm. since I am a bigger fan of Dragon Ball, I have to say Dragon Ball is a worse adaptation. Yeah, for sure. Uh I've only seen it once and it was on uh the PSP that I saw it, uh, on UMD, uh, the screen was very, very tiny. And, uh, I think I was in my ex-girlfriend's car, uh, and we were watching it and laughing the whole time because it's, it was really, really dumb. Uh, and the forehead vein, uh, sticks out, no pun intended, uh, to me so vividly that, uh, uh, Goku's forehead vein. I can't remember the actor who plays Goku, but uh, Justin Chatlin, Justin Chatlin. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yo, good call on watching it on as tiny a screen as possible. <laughs> I feel like that did you a favor in reducing the amount of trauma it inflicted onto your brain. Right. Uh, I got it at GameStop used and it came with the game of Dragon oh Ball Evolution, which I had played only once okay, on the PSP. PSP. Yep, yep. Uh, and it was absolute garbage. That game had a frame rate of, I'm going to say, seven. Uh, <laughs> and like, I, 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 it was VM, uh, what was it? What is that called when they use human actors? Motion cap. Yeah, it was like motion capped. And it was so weird and and just uncanny. I hated it so Are much. Are you talking about a Dragon Ball game? Yeah. Yeah, what? it's a notoriously weird one. Like, it kind of reminds me of, remember when Street Fighter put out a live action movie? And they put out a Street Fighter, the movie, the game, like very similar aesthetic to that. Like they did the same mocap kind of stuff that they did in the Mortal Kombat games for that Street Fighter movie. But that Dragon Ball Evolution movie uh, video game, even though I never played it, it was similar kind of presentation. Yeah. Was it enough characters for a game? <laughs> yeah, it was probably like eight characters, yeah, maybe six prob- characters. You got a Chaoyan Fat Master Roshi, Justin Chatlin, Goku, fucking K pop uh, Stan Yamcha. I bet you Bulma was in there. Chi Chi, yep, that's yep. five. How, who else do we got? One of the Asian bullies. Teased Pi- they teased Piccolo at the end, right? That oh, was yeah, the they teased Piccolo. Oh, yeah. no, Piccolo's the whole villain. Like the right? main, the main villain? Oh, no, no. Yeah. Then it was, uh, it was Frieza. They. Oh yeah, no, they, they tease a re, the, the return of Piccolo at the end of that movie. In a yeah, post-credits. something like that. That's so like weird. somebody picks him up and brings him back to health. <laughs> that's so oh, weird. God. Yeah. Uh, so that's a that's a big dud. Um, but uh, you know, adaptations uh, come in all. Piccolo sorts- felt like a big cosplay. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, adaptations come in a, a, a wide variety of flavors. And uh, Rayshon, you actually brought up something at the end of the last segment that I kind of want to touch on again. Uh, you mentioned that, like, you know, what if the remaster uh, that a video game company made changed the ending or, like, changed the story in some way? Um, and I wanted to talk about uh, the Halo TV show because that has got uh, mixed reviews, I'll call it. There has been a lot of... Uh, 
hate for that show because they show Master Chief's face immediately. Keep your goddamn helmet on, John. <laughs> uh, they um, changed the story and origin of Master Chief a bit. Um, they, they changed a bunch, but what they get right is the visuals. Holy shit. They spent so much money making that TV show look better than any sci-fi TV show I it it has any right to be. Uh, if you haven't checked it out and you're not a fan of Halo, not like a diehard fan of Halo, I would suggest doing it. The only problem with trying to do it is that it's on Paramount Plus. So it's that it's and start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is. All right, yeah, just download it, man. Yeah. yeah, I weirdly have access to a Paramount Plus account, but I have never once used it in the probably like four or five months I've had access to it. Yeah, but I've played a lot of Halo in my life, so maybe it's maybe this is the time that I use it now because I want to hate on 316's bare face. Like, keep your helmet on, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, check it out. It is it is an interesting take on the Halo universe. Um, we've seen Halo a little like the halo a little. So, uh, that we're on, I think episode seven now, and we've seen the halo a little, so you can kind of see like where the pacing is going. Um, How long is the season? Do we know? I think it's, uh, 10 episodes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they might be save the halo for the very last episode. I kind of think so. I kind of think so, but, um, maybe, maybe not, uh, Cortana, actual Cortana, like the voice actress for Cortana is in, in the show, which is kind of cool. Uh, so yeah. Generation, like the original. Yeah. OG, gen- like, uh, uh, yeah. OG. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, a lot of people actually like, um, that they, uh, use the original, uh, Cortana and whatnot, but, um, I don't know. It gets a lot of hate. I don't think it deserves the amount of hate that it gets. There's some things that I don't like about the show, but on a whole, considering that it is a video game TV show of all things, um, it, it's fine. It's fine. It seems like it may be one of those things that it'll years down the line, people will look back on it and like, and you know, it'll right. be like one of those like underrated gem type things. Right. Uh, Almost like uh, the Mortal Kombat movies. Yeah. Uh, just real quick before you segment me out of my own, uh, what, uh, <laughs> uh, I think the actual, the last episode won't necessarily be halo. I mean, it might involve halo, but I think it'll be reach. Oh yeah. Cause they're, why they're, did they start off with that then? Uh, cause they're, they're start they're starting like before reach and leading up to reach. Oh, I, I see. I think that was kind of a, a good idea in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay. Kent. Since you brought it up, let's talk about the Mortal Kombat movies, both of them, because you can't talk about one without talking about the other, Kent. <laughs> yeah, did you try to say that they were both good? Because, uh... <laughs> I was just saying, I haven't seen them. I was just you haven't, segmenting. You haven't seen it and you segmented me? No. You son of a bitch. Well, nobody's seen Halo, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. All right, that's fair. Um, okay, yes, the first... Uh, Mortal Kombat movie. I watched that uh, at a friend's house because my dad wouldn't let me watch it when I was growing up. Uh, and it was so cool. I think because I wasn't allowed to watch it, if that makes any sense. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The forbidden nature makes it more appealing. Exactly. Exactly. 
and uh, I liked it. It was it 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 still holds up kind of uh, to the mo- for the most part. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 good. Highlanders in it, so you know can't go wrong there. You call him by his name, either Christopher Lambert or Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. What what was that? Rhode Island. Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. <laughs> Dude, I was in a Savers last week, no joke. And uh, I like, you got a couple things and I went through the physical media section and I found one movie, which Paula, Paula, if you don't know what this movie is, dude, you should check it out. Uh, it's called Pump Up the Volume. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, I've heard of it. Never seen it. It's though. like early, early 90s teen kind of movie, but like a little bit heavier in terms of theme and content. It's mm-hmm. with Christian Slater. He basically starts like his own like pirate radio station and like turns the town upside down by revealing people's dirty secrets and shit like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like as a po- as a fellow podcaster, I feel like you'd probably uh, get a good charge out of that movie. It's very inspiring and makes you want to like uh, say, fuck the establishment and all that. Oh, for sure. I say that. But then I turned and I like I grabbed it off the shelf. I'm like, dude, I've been wanting this on DVD again for years. I have to take this with me. I should just leave right now. And then I turned the corner and there was another DVD for $2.99 at the Savers. Mm -hmm. And it was the 10th anniversary DVD director's cut of the first Highlander movie. (laughs) And I said, this is this is mine now, too. (laughs) There you go. There you go. I love that first Highlander movie. So, yeah, Chris Lambert in Mortal Kombat is a. definitely a reason why I probably, uh, I don't know, loved it a lot when the first time I watched it, but even the guy who plays Johnny Cage, uh, Ashby, I forget, I forget his last first name, something Ashby maybe. Okay. Um, I'll take your word for it. Johnny Cage is awesome. Bridget Nielsen is Sonya is awesome. Robin Chow is, uh, Luke Kang is amazing in that movie. Yep. yep. Um, then they made the second one. <laughs> and then they made the second one. Lambert did not return. Uh, only Luke Kang came back, actually. Uh, Luke Kang and Katana. And Katana. Right, right, right. Um, so it was, uh, I actually uh, watched a video on this not too long ago. Um, it wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, the uh, production company that made the Mortal Kombat movie didn't want to make the Mortal Kombat movie because Mortal Kombat had recently been in the news for all of its violence and stuff and early 90s trauma and whatever. Um, anyway, and uh, the they didn't want to make the movie. Uh, but somebody came at them with enough money to make one movie. And they were like, fine, we'll make this one movie. And then they made it. And it was so popular so fast and so many people watched it uh, that the company said, let's make a new one in a year with half the money. Yeah. And not only that, like the first one where I feel like it really exceeds or succeeds, I should say, is uh, it's I don't want to say a grounded story, but like it's a story you can wrap your head around. Right. It's very tournament based, like who's going to win for the soul of the fucking universe or whatever. The second one it does everything it can to combine or everything it could to combine the second game and the third game, all of those characters, all of those plots yep. into this thing where they bring you to Outworld now. Yep. And they kind of mostly abandon the tournament format. And like you just throw everything in there and you take away the format of the story that they told in the first movie. And it's just like everyone's off to the races and it becomes such a shit show. And then the CGI animality stuff at the end, man, so bad. bad. Oh man. Oh man. Um, but yeah, now they, they made the new mortal Kombat movie, uh, to mixed reception. I would say I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see it. Um, 
I enjoyed it. Okay. It's it's good to know that uh, there's a positive review out there somewhere. Yeah, I'm pro- probably in the minority, but like I kind of took it for what it was, I think, meant to be, which was real campy, real goofy, real overly violent. And right. like, you know, if you're a fan of the like I played all of those games religiously through the first, you know, three, four, five of them, whatever, as a kid. So like there are a million and one references for a hardcore fan like that. But yeah, I think so long as you temper your expectations expect it to be like kind of a campy, probably crappy movie. And then you come out with like half a decent narrative. I consider it a win. I'm looking forward to part two that, that original character they brought in for this movie. I can't think of his name. It's like Cole young or something like that. Okay. Um, he's kind of a useless character in my eyes and was <laughs> kind of overshadowed in this uh, movie by like right. all the characters that we were right. known for 25, 30 years, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to part two. Uh, it's uh, kind of refreshing though. Right. Like I haven't seen it, but like, I can just tell that like, I feel like a lot of movies take themselves way too seriously. So either they take themselves way too seriously or they just want to be really, really funny. Like a lot of the Marvel movies, so I feel like it's nice that it's it knows what it is and it's kind of unapologetic for it. Well, that's actually a really good point, Kent. Like what what Paul said before was like it's been kind of a mixed reception, right? So so many people expected that to be a fairly serious movie because I don't know, like six months and like a serious movie, a serious Mortal Kombat movie, like that's fucking hilarious <laughs> on its yeah. face, but. Yeah. They released like the first 10 minutes of the movie and it's this, you know, like feudal Japan backstory of Scorpion's clan versus Sub-Zero's clan. And it's like really well done and mega violent. And, you know, it's it's subtitled with, you know, the original Japanese audio. So I think people saw that as a tease for that movie and like had heightened expectations for it, because like after you get out of that flashback scene, it is just like, hey, what's up? Remember that video game from the 90s that was campy as hell? Well, here's the <laughs> yeah. uh, latest iteration of it on film, and we are mega violent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like maybe yeah. they should have. I guess that's like a marketing issue that maybe. they didn't. People didn't know what to yeah, look and, for in the and movie. Considering that it was coming out, yeah. considering it was coming out during the pandemic, and it was supposed to hit theaters, but it qu- didn't quite make it, and then it had to go to HBO Max. Uh, like I, I, I can see that the production company probably like panicked a little bit, and we're like, we need, we need to do something uh, to to hype this type this up um but uh i mean there will be a second one we already know that there will be a second one so that's it's good to know unsung hero of that movie before we wrap it on this yeah. uh the guy who played kano was i have so heard so fucking funny right. oh my god i have heard that for sure um, I, I think, uh, uh, Kyle, you, you said a phrase tempering expectations. And I think that is what video game fans are used to doing when a movie is announced. Um, case in point, Mario, <laughs> no not, boy. not the 90s Mario. No, no, no. The new one that's you, coming out. This Chris Pratt fiasco. Yes. That just got He's delayed so cool. again, right? <laughs> He's so cool. No. Everyone thinks Chris Pratt's really cool. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm probably, I'm sure he's like a decent enough guy, but like he gets confused for being super cool. Cause Andy Dwyer is super cool. That's true. That's true. He's not Andy Dwyer, everyone. Um, but, uh, Leonard, uh, you know, since you do our, uh, Nintendo news, I thought you'd have uh, a thought on the Mario movie that's coming out. Are you excited for it? To say I'm excited for it is 
an overstatement. Yeah, I would say so. I'm very cautious with it. I mean, granted, they do have a pretty good top tier list of actors and actresses. Jack Black. Yeah, which that surprised me. Um, yep. Keegan Peel. Yep. Yep. I. Chris Pratt, like, I, I don't Charlie know. It's Day. like, Charlie yeah, Day. it's, I don't know how to feel about it, honestly. I mean, I'm hoping for the best, but honestly, I feel like, I don't know. I guess for me, in a sense, I was kind of hoping that if they ever did a live, like a live action movie or any type of movie, I thought that they would do Legend of Zelda. But right. at the same time, too, I feel like, I feel like no one could really do it justice the, the, unless it's someone who's like a actual fan. The problem, well, the problem with Legend of Zelda is that Link doesn't speak. Well, then you make it a, a someone else too. It can be said like, uh, it's true. Shoot, I'm I'm blanking on the company name, but the people who made Kana Bridge of whatever, you know, the PS5 game that came out recently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, they are the ones that made that Skull Kid. Legend of Zelda trailer, that CGI one that got like so many millions of views. Oh, from years ago? Yeah, they're the ones yeah. who made that. And that was so cool because like you were learning Skull Kid's like past and like what's leading up to him becoming uh, Majora basically. So, you know, if silent protagonists are a no-go then kind of do the proxy characters around them right at least that's how i feel no that would be a good idea uh do you think it would be okay to give link a voice oh yeah definitely i mean they did it before yeah. the show oh the show yeah did. well excuse well, me excuse princess me. Oh, god <laughs> i watched i had that whole series on dvd and i watched <laughs> all of it <laughs> uh, uh, it's just so cool to see i think that goes for all these movies though right that like it's so cool especially as a kid to see like these video game titles as like a movie or a tv show even if it's like god awful it's just so cool to see right right especially back then when there was like no representation yeah and, and i mean like that's that's sort of what we want out of our video game movies is something cool to see like simple as uh it's it, it's upsetting when you have a property as vibrant uh as say mortal Kombat, and you squander it and 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 you you shelve it for years how many years was it between Mortal Kombat Annihilation and the reboot Mortal Kombat? And after how many years of the YouTube short series doing fairly well and being pretty good, did we see an actual resurgence and, and desire uh, to uh, ma make uh, the fucking something out of it again? To be fair on what you just said, though, the people who had to make that decision is Warner Brothers, and right. Warner Brothers are notoriously terrible decision makers. Yes. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, so, I mean, Nintendo's uh, this this will be their second bout into uh, the movie foyer, uh, and so I'm, I'm interested, but as Kyle said, I am tampering my expectations because I cannot imagine a feature-length um, uh, Mario game uh, doing any any anything good. But we would, right? Yeah, we probably would have said the same thing a couple of years ago before COVID happened. I remember the last movie I saw in theaters was that first Sonic movie. That movie was really good, man. I mean, and you got me there. I, yeah, like I would have thought that. If you had to pick one or the other, Sonic or Mario, who could have given you a better opportunity to tell a story? I would have picked Mario all day, every day. Like, yep. 
Sonic is a little blue hedgehog that runs fast, but not only was it like a visually engaging movie that paid off like a, you know, in a lot of different ways and paid a lot of homage to the actual games that people love, but like it was a genuinely good story and Ben Schwartz killed it as a, as Sonic. That kind of makes me think that they could, that the people making Mario saw that and said, ah, shit, we could, we could do that. We could do that. Yeah. I mean, I, you're, you're probably not wrong. Um, because, uh, yeah, Sonic and uh, I haven't seen Sonic two, but I'm hearing good things. Idris Elba's fucking in it, which is insane. Uh, I have always, yeah, his knuckles. Yeah. I have long thought, uh, that Sonic is a sex thing, uh, and no one is willing to admit it. Um, but I know dude, it's like a very commonly known thing that is a sex thing. You didn't know about this, right? Like I, I, I've been saying this for a long time, but everyone's dodging me. So I, no, yeah, it's, it's, no, I've watched YouTube videos about it. I'm not even kidding. Do you like people probably think that I'm just playing into this joke right now? No, it's a, it's a thing. Oh, I didn't know there were YouTube videos, but uh, I don't want to find them. Um, I'm going to send them to you. You won't have to find them. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, because I thought it was a sex thing, and apparently it is a sex thing, uh, I I certainly was not excited to see Sonic. But when it came out, everyone was saying, like, this is surprisingly good. Jim Carrey is killing it in, in Sonic. And I was like, okay, let me try it out. I walked out of that theater with smiles and that's really all you can ask for. Like, is it going to win a fucking Oscar? No. Is it going to like change the way you see video game movies? No, but it's good. It's fun. It, it, it doesn't like break the mold in terms of like uh, plot development and uh, character development. Uh, but it's fun. John Marston's in it. Just sit down, shut up, and watch it because it's good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, Sonic is a sex thing. Hopefully, God, this like pushes companies to like uh, actually have faith in their IPs. And like, I mean, Sonic is like we were just saying is a weird thing. So I want to see like movies of games that we probably wouldn't ever see before this you know yeah well what about uh, uncharted just came out fairly recently right did you guys see that uh, i did not i didn't i've I heard a lot to. about it though i i saw a bit of it and i sorry what'd you say leonard oh i said that uh i wanted to but i never did uh but yeah go ahead paul well like i i just couldn't get over spider-man being nathan goddamn drake like I, I i don't know to me it was the wrong story uh told with the right studio and that is sad um i i wanted to be able to be excited for it especially because another naughty dog property uh last of us is getting an hbo tv show uh, probably next year. And I wanted to be able to say like Naughty Dog can't do wrong, but this was done wrong. It was not right. And I know that Naughty Dog doesn't have as much involvement with Uncharted movie as it does with uh, The Last of Us TV show. But this was a perfect opportunity uh, to to basically do Indiana Jones, uh, but slightly different. And they missed the mark completely. Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, yeah, uh, is uh, not my favorite. Uh, and him trying to play like, I don't know, it's not Sully. It's not goddamn Sully, the old grizzled thief who is mentoring, uh, who's supposed to be 
Nathan Drake is supposed to be intelligent. And in this movie, he's just dashing. He doesn't have any intelligence. And it's it's sad. It's so, God damn it. Kyle, you made me mad. Because, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, Kyle made me mad by bringing this sorry, up. Sorry, dude, I didn't mean to. Fine. <laughs> Kent, what were you saying? It it's weird because I know Tom Holland isn't like exactly like like a teen or anything, but he he kind of looks like it, and he always plays like Peter Parker. Oh, I'm a high schooler. I thought this was gonna be the young Nathan Drake flashbacks we get. Exactly. I was actually like when when they said that Tom Holland was playing him, I was like, oh, they're starting like in the middle of the second game. I'm totally down for that. Yeah, and then like all of a sudden he's. They're recreating the airplane scene in three. I'm like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They clearly don't care about the source material. They're just trying to pull uh, as, as much from the video game and hopes that that in and of itself, like, Hey nerds, look what we have. We have this scene from the video game that you like. You fucking nerds. Give us money. You goddamn stupid, smelly nerds. Yeah. So let me ask you guys this, like in terms of a movie that obviously didn't deliver, but you have some at least decent expectations for what they'll do for a last of us TV series. Mm. Um, Are you worried at all? Like, I've reached this point with specifically the Marvel television stuff where whether it's a movie or it's a TV show, I always feel like I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it. You know, I always think that TV show is going to be able to give us like uh, uh, more of an opportunity to cover it more in depth and give it the attention it deserves, you know. But what I find is with Marvel TV shows, they almost unanimously shit the bed by the end and they can't successfully land the plane. Um, any kind of apprehension about like a Last of Us TV series that doesn't pull it off? I mean, you, I guess they could always just make a second or third or fourth right. season of that, right? Right. I mean, uh, I, I would love to speak on this if anybody else wants to jump in before I go on a tirade here. Oh, I- your- oh never mind. Well, one, one quick thing is um, I think it's a good idea we can see a lot more characterization and it would i think it would mostly in my opinion work best if we get like episodes dedicated to certain characters um like uh i'm i can't remember his name but the trapper guy in the city that helps joel and ellie um the one that's kind of paranoid uh yeah yeah uh can't remember his name we just get episodes like coming from their perspective and then they kind of converge I think that would be the best way, in my opinion, instead of just following Joel and Ellie throughout the entire show, just because like that's what the game does. So it'd be cool if they grew on these characters a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, Kyle, I mean, you, you, you said it directly, like hit the nail on the head for sure. Cause like, I can't, I couldn't have seen Uncharted being a TV show that wouldn't have worked. Those that the cost of that alone would have made that just not possible. Um, but last of us would not have worked as a movie. And if they said that they were going to make a movie out of last of us, I wouldn't have watched it and I would have cried. Um, but because they're making a TV show one, because it's not going to network and it's going to HBO so that they can, you know, show blood, guts, and boobs. Like that's a really good choice because it needs that. And another thing, I hate to say this, but Walking Dead ended and now Last of Us is going to fill that spot. I hate to say it. 
Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. And, and uh, Unless one of the 15 Walking Dead spinoffs they have planned yeah. ends up filling that spot. Right, right. Um, but uh, the reason I hate saying that is because, like, as much as I really liked Walking Dead season one, uh, season two was really good, too. And then season three was okay. And then season four, I can't remember season four. Bro, I got through like seven, maybe yeah. even eight seasons of that show. Right, right. Exactly. Like at some point it, it all kind of blends together. And uh, again, Kyle, you said it right. Uh, you need to land the plane at some time. At some point, you need to land the fucking plane. Uh, the Marvel shows, I completely agree. They haven't quite hit that mark. Sadly, um, a lot of them kind of go off the rails, uh, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. went completely off the rails. Uh, yeah, they they just all start off so like specifically the Disney Plus stuff that's like that's considered it. in canon universe, you know, to them to you like right, right. So much of it starts off so strongly, and it's like you could go in a million different directions, but by the final episode of whatever series you're watching, it's some big fucking laser beam fight. Yep, yep. And like <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that because Neil Druckmann. Uh, the producer of, of course, Last of Us and t- uh, one and two, um, because he is heavily involved in the creation of this, and because Last of Us is his child, like it's his baby. I, I, I want the attention that this game deserves because, again, this is one of my favorite games of all time. It might be my favorite game of all time, and they're making a goddamn TV show out of it. So I am tampering expectations, as we all should. But Pedro Pascal is in it, so. Fuck tampering expectations. It's going to be amazing. Pedro Pascal is the unsung hero of our generation. Yeah, he's he's a oh man, he's such a good actor. He's such a good have actor. Any of you have any of you seen that movie with him and Nicolas Cage about Nicolas Cage's unbearable talent? I, I really talent want yet? to see that movie. That movie looks so fun. Yeah, I'm dying to see that movie, and I also want to go see uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once yeah. again, because I've seen it one time, but it blew my poor, fragile little brain, so I didn't want to see it again. Okay, but, uh, okay. Yeah, Pedro Pascal, voice of a generation. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. The Mandalorian is going to be playing fucking uh, Joel, and I'm totally down for it. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want, I don't want movies to be made uh, from video games for the sake of making a movie from a video game. I want them to be thought out, executed well, and then if the story is over, stop like with annihilation. Like I, I, I keep going back to this cause it's the only thing that's on my mind that failed so fucking miserably with mortal Kombat annihilation. They should have stopped. I don't know why they kept going. They kept going because of money. And if Dan was here, he'd say money. We have to mention him in every episode. Otherwise he fades from existence. Oh, Dan, don't fade. <laughs> Just find your animality. Like they did in mortal Kombat annihilation. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, Leonard, uh, was there any uh, uh, movie uh, movie games or game movies or anime movies or whatever uh, that that you wanted to bring up? Um, there was one that I wanted to say that. So, of course, this kind of ties into insert Dragon Ball Super Dope. Uh, Super Dope movies. Um, I haven't watched personally a lot of Dragon Ball movies, but I've heard that you know they're they're pretty decent. Um, the animation's pretty good. It was hype and it, it brought like a good time, you know, for however long the movies may be. Um, so, of course, when I started my Dragon Ball journey, I watched, uh, I actually did it kind of weird. Um, I watched Dragon Ball, uh, the pair, the bridge series, and then watched Dragon Ball 
Ball Z. Nice. Then watched um, the two su- uh, the two super movies, which is Resurrection of Frieza and The Battle of the Gods, not in that order. And then um, watched Super, then watched dr- the original Dragon Ball series, and then finally got to Dragon Ball Super Broly. Mm. Uh, coming from now, of course, the reason why I'm saying this is because this is an anime adaptation that turned it into a right because or vice versa. You could technically say because in the super series, uh, they actually recap what happened in both uh, Battle of the Gods and Resurrection F. Yeah. So that was really cool. Uh, but Broly, Broly to me was a phenomenal movie because of the fact that they the advertising was on point, unlike superhero, super superhero. Uh, <laughs> there's there's just like so much um, to that movie and the, the hype behind it, everything, of course, because we had what at that time we had been without super for maybe... A year, not even two years. Yeah, not even. They really? they went off. The, it went off the air in March, and then the following January, it made its way over to the states. So, ah, yep. Um. Also, I don't know what the fuck you were just talking about. Was that about a video game? We were getting to a video game about Dragon Ball just now. Um. Yeah, in a sense, which I was actually going to tie it in. Right. Oh, excuse um, me. The way that uh, Bandai Namco has worked with Dragon Ball and is because they let the hype build up, and then maybe about I'd say about three to four months, maybe longest is a year later, they will bring out whatever it was from the series or movies to the game. Yeah. Like for example, Xenoverse Two. Uh, in Xenoverse 2, you get uh, later on, like after the uh, super had super ended and uh, Broly was off the hype train, um, everyone they started adding in some of those characters. Like, they're like, okay, we're gonna bring in uh, the new Gogeta, we're gonna bring in the new Broly. They did that, things. they did that all throughout, like Xenoverse 2. Like, I, I, I said this recently to somebody and they laughed at me and basically said I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. I've played almost every Dragon Ball Z game that's come out in the last 30 years. Uh, You know, some more than others, obviously. But Xenoverse 2 is going to go down as one of the greatest Dragon Ball games ever made when it's all said and done and people have some distance between it. They did such a good job of releasing, like what you're saying, Leonard, GB, what they put out in the show or the movies or whatever soon thereafter makes its way to the video game and it's not you know by accident like they want you to buy that extra dlc for you know whatever 10 20 bucks whatever it is but they've always done a really good job at you know adapting (laughs) whatever they've got going on in the anime into their video games directly very very quickly uh, at least in the last few years and I don't know. Xenoverse just had another uh, DLC within like the last few months. It's probably like DLC pack number 11. No exaggeration. Oh, yeah. It's like almost 12, I think now. Yeah. They, they, they've they always done such, such a good job with that. Like all the Tournament of Power people that they have come out throughout that. Like Jiren and Goku, Goku Ultra Instinct, Jiren and Goku on Fight Night. Like very cool. They've always done a good job with that stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. And especially the thing is... Um, a lot of the fandom, which I know we've talked about in the past on multiple uh, MPC episodes, but the one of the big questions is when is Dragon Ball Xenoverse three going to come out? And the question, and the, the my simple answer is, when does two end? 
when does yeah exactly when does two end it's basically that because they're gonna keep pumping it out like if super ends like superhero or sorry dragon ball super superhero um when that comes out best believe we're gonna get a new gohan a new gamma one gamma two whatever the villain is believe it which like they're gonna do that and i think in a sense now marketing wise this is a great profit for them yeah. Bandai Namco is going to make, they're literally making so much money off of Dragon Ball Z Universe 2. I mean, and I, that, that's a game that came out, what, like 2015? Yeah. From, from what you guys are telling me, like, it sounds like they're taking cues from the early 80s and uh, uh, to early 90s with uh, Transformers, where they would introduce a character on the show. And then that weekend, he'd show up in Target or on a Toys R Us or whatever. And yeah. the kids could buy it. And basically like that's, that's sort of the same thing, but in, just in video game form, it's a, it's a very smart and effective marketing strategy, uh, and, uh, uh, profit strategy. So like kudos to Bandai Namco for doing that. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's smart. That's smart. They've always done it. Yeah. And they finally learned to not abandon mm. a game. People are still playing and enjoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other Dragon Ball game of note at this point in time is Dragon Ball Fighters, And I don't know if you guys have played that at all, but I spent a good chunk of time playing it in the first year it was out. And it honestly was a game that was less about the property for me, less about the adaptation, you know, less about the thing that it was adapting the anime of Dragon Ball. And it just became more about being a purist fighting game, which it was also very good at, but it became more of a, an environment of people who didn't love Dragon Ball, but people who wanted to be really good at a fighting game. And that's kind of what drove me away from it. Oh, that, that is too bad. That is too bad that the fighting geeks got in there. Yeah, they, and also not to mention the net code is, uh, oh, and that, that not ruins less. fighting game. And the worst part is the modders, like the people who are on PlayStation or, well, especially PC, um they've just made it completely oh no to the point where like trying to because to give you an example there's a youtuber i've watched that uh decided to make a new character he was gonna only use uh it was like a really well thought out plan it was basically he's gonna make a, a namekian character he's going to only have moves that he can only uh, use that you can get from a mission or missions that involve this is, planet you're planet. talking about xenoverse right now not fighters right yes xenoverse. okay okay i thought you were talking about fighters for a minute oh no no <laughs> uh but they uh basically did that and they said okay now what we're gonna do for the next part to get into the actual pvp aspect is i'm gonna fight people and i get to take one move from them each time right and pretty good what and because he was basically saying i'm gonna try to get to the top of the leaderboard because he's played this game ever since it came out yeah and he loves this game and he realized that he couldn't get to the top of the leaderboard because of all the modders all the hackers and everything jesus that's that's horrible that's that's too bad yeah uh modders are destroying video games they're destroying uh, uh red dead as well right now uh, but, uh, one of the reasons I'm not playing, uh, but look guys, we could go on this for probably six hours and we're not going to, cause this is the end of the show. So I'm calling it here. Uh, I appreciate what's that. One more thing. One Before more thing. Ken. God it damn it. One more thing. What, what, what? are everyone like 
take a, a game IP franchise that hasn't been converted to a movie yet, what would be your choice? Okay. Um, sure. Let's let's think here. Uh, Red Dead doesn't need it. Um, GTA. I for sure thought you were going to say Red Dead. Red actually. Dead doesn't need it. Uh, it. It's play the game. Play the fucking game. Um, the only reason I'm not necessarily saying that for last of us is because, uh, one, it's already coming out. I can't stop it from happening. Uh, and two, I really do think that like deep diving into characters, like you said, Kent, um, uh, in a TV show format would probably be a good idea. Uh, and I, I am looking forward to it. Uh, that is to say that I am stalling for time, uh, to try and think of something, uh, that might be good for uh, a movie. And uh, just looking, God of War. Ooh, that's a good God one. of War would be great. Well, Leonard, I have some good news. That that yes. is, I'm I'm, a, I, I'm just saying, God of War is coming to HBO. Oh, they are. Yeah, they are uh, in pre pro for uh, God of War. Uh, no one knows anything about it, uh, but it is coming to HBO. Uh, I was I was gonna say Mass Effect, but then I remembered Mass Effect is also in pre pro. Uh, and <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're not sure if we're getting a male Shep or a femme Shep. Uh, I think there will be riots if there is a male Shep, but that's, you know, neither here nor there for now. Um, oh, I know which one I'd choose. Fallout. Pretty interesting, actually. Fallout would be what kind would of you, interesting. What would be your location for it, though? Good. I I don't know. That's I don't know. That's tough. Austin. Austin, Texas. <laughs> Uh, New Vegas too. Kinda. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, Leonard, what about you? He said God of War. Yeah, technically did. Um, Also, it's already in production. Yeah, yeah. I guess the other one for me would, I guess it's it's just my Legend of Zelda. I would just love to see like live action or an animated movie. Yeah, or series. I get that. Kyle, what about you? Okay. Um, a part of me really wants to say Dead Rising because I played the shit out of a few of those games. But oh. if, if they made a Dead Rising movie or a TV show, it would basically just be like Night of the Living Dead, like right down to the shopping mall, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Cool. I guess that's kind of my tentative pick. But I used to play this weird ass computer game that not many people seem to remember. I don't know if you guys remember it. It was uh, a game called Trade Winds, where you basically have a pirate ship, you sail around to different ports and like trade materials for like gold and shit like that. You Interesting. run into pirates on the ocean, have cannon battles and shit like that. Right. Um, so I don't know if you guys, if that rings a bell for anybody, but if they made a Trade Winds TV show, I'd watch the shit out of it. Okay. Yeah, that w- uh, there really needs to be more like pirate sailing yeah, stuff yeah. in general. Although I will say on that note, if uh, no one hasn't seen it yet, you probably should see it. Our flag means death is really, really, really good. Hell yeah, dude. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list. Yeah. Taika Waititi's my boy. Taika so is Waititi. Reese Darby. So yeah. I'm excited to watch that. I've heard it's awesome. Ah, uh, Deus Ex would also be a good pick. Anyway, uh, Ken, well, you got like three picks right there. I know. Yeah, what about Metal Gear Solid? How did none of us pick that? That was a- <laughs> that was actually going to be a movie. They were going, they were pitching it, um, but then um, the fiasco with uh, uh, Hideo Kojima and Kojima, Kojima yeah. Five, uh, at, that sucks. At, uh, yeah, um, but who knows? Maybe one day in the future we'll get something of it. Um, probably not. Uh, but yeah, Kent, you haven't said yours. And I'm not ending this podcast until you give me a movie that you want to see into a video game or a video game that you want to see into a movie. I kind of have two, but they're kind of one because they're Only I can have two. I'm the host. They're just kind of like a different skin. Okay. 
Um, I would love a Devil May Cry movie. Interesting. I okay. want it to be it, almost like what we we're talking about Mortal Kombat, where it has it knows what it is. Right. Like they're very. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's like super gory, almost like a Blade type situation. Yeah. I want to see more stuff like that. Um, I think the cast would do great um, on the big screen. Uh, there's just a lot they can go with that, um, and I think it could give some awesome visuals. And the second one, uh, you almost said it, uh, instead of Metal Gear Solid, I would say Metal Gear Rising, uh, just because it's, I mean, it's like a huge meme right now still, but I think it would just, oh my God, it would be one of those like shut your brain off type movies where it's just like, it bleeds just like coolness and like, I don't know, they could really go far with it. Um, Jetstream Sam would be an awesome character to focus on. Um, I think just the practical effects they could use would make the movie like, oh my God, it would, it would, that would really be like a blockbuster in my opinion. I um, have never played that game. So I'm going to take your word on it. It's why well, I say they're similar. Cause they're both like action uh, combo based games. Mm. Um, so they're very action oriented, but there's a lot of humor, but um, they have great world building. And I think that's like a big, necessary thing for me for like a video game movie it has to have like an established world um yeah you know kind of have that uh uh suspension of disbelief right um right so well that is a fantastic pick kent but that's the end of the show i'm calling it right now we're all done we're all tired and we all want to go home. We've been talking for a long time. So before I end the show, though, I, of course, have to thank Kyle from the Super Dope Podcast from being on the show. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you guys so much for having me. If your audience happened to like the nonsense that I uh, meandered on about today, I typically do this about Dragon Ball. You can hear that podcast. It's called Dragon Ball Super Dope, available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you guys again for having me. Anytime, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And if you like what I do and want to hear more about me, I do, of course, the uh, NPC Adventure podcast. It's a D&D podcast where I put in sound effects and music and stuff. And uh, some of the NPCs uh, from this fine show were in it at some point and then aren't. Uh, but we have continued and it is a lot of fun. And I really hope you guys enjoy it. Other How often do you guys do that show? I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, yeah, not a problem. It's every other week, and you can find that uh, usually, uh, uh, well, you can find that wherever you get your podcasts, but uh, uh, yeah, it's every other Friday. That we I want to roll up a character and play sometime. Ah, maybe we can get that happening. That'd be a lot of That'd fun. Be fun as hell. Hell yes, it would. Um, other than that, you can always go to silvertongueaudio.org and find Midnight in the Bay. He is a funny stand-up comedian father uh, who travels the Bay Area and does his thing and uh, then records a podcast about ridiculous bullshit that he deals with. It is fantastic. Uh, but uh, that's it. That's it for the show. We appreciate you listening. Uh, go ahead and tell your friends all about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Until next game, everybody. Until next game. Silver Tongue Audio.
Hello, hello, this is your friendly neighborhood DM, NPC Paul, and I'm here to tell you about a fantastic podcast that I DM for. That's right, it is a 5th edition D&D podcast. But not just a normal podcast, no, we have a lot of fun. It has a homebrew twist to it, it has original scores, sound effects, a bunch of crazy characters and situations that I love to put my players in. If you want to join us, you definitely can. It is a bi-weekly podcast that comes out every other Friday. I put a lot of love and respect into this show, and I really hope that you can come over and enjoy it with me. My standards are a little higher than everybody else's. So now I'm giving you the last option. Would you like to all walk away? Anybody? I have a counter offer right here. I still got one of your boys alive, and I can crumple him with a single move. How about you walk away and take your boy with you? Oh, no, you can kill him. He's clearly not good enough to be around me if he lost to the likes of you, so... All right, well, thought we could do this amicably, but I suppose we're going to have to do this the old-fashioned way. Not only do we have amazing situations like the one you just heard, but there are hilarious other things that happen throughout the podcast that I'm sure you want to get on the ground floor in. We have one season already completed, and we are working currently on the second season. I really hope that you can enjoy it as much as we enjoy putting it together. So please, come over to SilvertongueAudio.org or find us on Twitter at SilvertongueCA. Download for yourself, enjoy what we have put together, and, well, I hope to see you at the table. Hey, 